I think the biggest thing is just open your eyes to the opportunity set that's out there. And yes, it's going to be hard work and yes, it's going to be sleepless nights and difficult and all that. But I think you kind of owe yourself to, to at least try. This is the Adventure Sports Podcast, where we talk to athletes, adventurers, and business owners from around the world of adventure sports. Whether you're climbing Mount Everest, starting a bike shop, or getting up off your couch to take your kids hiking for the first time, we want you to have the motivation and inspiration you need to chase that next adventure. The Adventure Sports Podcast is brought to you by Camp Crate, the leaders in fully planned self-guided backpacking adventures, as well as backpacking gear rental. You can check them out at campcrate.net. Although, you know, quitting your job and pursuing your passion full-time is not for everybody, uh, it is fascinating to hear from the people who, who do it, who take it on. You know, it's a challenge, obviously. It's tough. In today's story with Tony Smith, uh, he, he left a very stable career to pursue something not so stable, but, you know, he puts it in perspective, you know, as far as how risky is it to do something like that uh, in this country or in this world when, you know, really we do have a lot of safety nets, um, but you're going to really enjoy this episode if you have an idea or something you want to do full-time or even part-time. He shares a lot of good advice with transitioning away from something stable into a career in the outdoors of something, you know, maybe you want to try um, little by little and see if it builds. So, yeah, today's story will is just awesome. I really enjoyed it. And uh, check out his uh, – check out JarvisBoards.com. They're just incredible, incredibly beautiful uh, pieces of artwork, in my opinion, as you'll hear me say a lot of times in the show. Um, also, you know, good luck to all our listeners out there who are attempting the Tour Divide starting today. Um, I know William Cairns, who was on the show a few months ago talking about uh, adventure racing in South Africa. He is doing the Tour Divide, and he started yesterday morning. So be wishing him uh, good luck. A way to follow him, his blog is also in the show notes today. So check that out. Um, wish him luck. He's a ASP alumni, as I like to call him. And uh, yeah, out there making more stories to be on this show. And, and just by the way, the tour divide is that 2,700 mile, I think it's longer now, 20, close to 2,800 mile mountain bike race starting in Banff, Alberta and going all the way to the Mexican border along the great divide mountain bike trail. Epic, epic adventure. And we've talked about it a lot on this show. Also with Jeremiah Foose, he was on the show a few months ago talking about right before he did his, uh, Appalachian Trail through hike attempt, and he is still out there. He is killing it. Find him on Facebook, um, man. I, I, I've messaged him back and forth a little bit, and he's like, "Dude, this is like the best experience of my life. I hope it never ends." And it was so cool to hear how hesitant he was, or apprehensive he was, and things he was afraid of. Looking forward to the adventure, and now to hear him in the middle of it having such a good time. I can't wait to talk to him afterwards to hear how how he's changed from it now. And I know, I know so many of you out there are kind of in the same boat. You know, you want to do something, but don't know where to start and don't know how to get the idea from an idea in your head to reality. And that's what this show, a big part of what this show is for. 
And one of the ways we're doing that is through the Adventure Grant. Tomorrow morning, we're going to be releasing an episode that says uh, who won. So if you applied, be listening, um, be looking for an email from us if uh, if you applied that's saying, you know, hey, congratulations, you won. We're going to release all that kind of at the same time. So be on the lookout for that and just check it out. It'll be a short little episode. Um, anyway, I've talked plenty. Today's episode is sponsored by Athletic Brewing. They also have been the funders of the Adventure Grant, non-alcoholic craft beer. Great alternative if you're training for something and don't want the, you know, the effects of alcohol to your mind, to your body, all that. Discount in the show notes, as well as CS Instant Coffee. Way to get you up in the morning. Great instant coffee, 100% Arabica, and comes in these little single-serve packets. Take it with you. You can take it with you on a paddleboard. All right, let's get into this. All right, folks, welcome to the show. Uh, today we have a guy that uh, left a dream job, apparently, to do something that's really out of the box, which is to make handmade wooden paddle boards. And it's, I'm really excited. I don't know the story yet, so I'm super stoked to get into it. Tony, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me on. Yeah, man. So first of all, the the name of the company is Jarvis Boards. Where does the name come from uh, when your name is Tony Smith? Yeah, it's uh, it's Jarvis Boards. You know, my name's Tony Smith. Um, Smith is kind of boring. Nobody wants to ride a Tony. So just went with my middle name, which is Jarvis, and uh, Jarvis Boards it is. Cool, man. All right. Yeah, that, that makes me think of Smith sunglasses, and I'm like, well, it works for them, but... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, a little, <laughs> little generic. <laughs> so, so you had a job before this, right? Take, take us to kind of like what started this obsession, not obsession maybe, but this craft that you do now for a living. Yeah, so it so, sort of goes way back even beyond you know my, my day job that I had. My uh, parents owned a construction company down in Houston, Texas growing up, and just worked in the family business, you know, driving tractors and hands-on and all that stuff as a kid growing up. Just love building stuff that you could see at the end of the day that you created something. So naturally, went away to school, got a degree in finance. Uh, still not entirely sure why I did that, but, um, you know, <laughs> did the finance thing for about a decade. And, uh, you know, it was great. I, I worked for some great firms and my last job before I left was was really with the dream firm here in Austin, Texas. And just started building these wood canoes uh, as a hobby, just after work stress reliever. And, you know, one thing led to another. Wow. So you took, you, you started building canoes. And, and why is that? What is Was there something, did you like being on the water or? You know, I still don't entirely know uh, why. I mean, I, I can pinpoint the exact day and time when it started. My wife and I were at a at a Barnes Noble bookstore and I saw this how-to guide for building wood canoes and it had this picture on the front of it of this awesome wood canoe. And I'm like, dude, I want to build that. And so I just bought the book and it's like, I'm going to build a wood canoe. And then next thing I know, I'm on Amazon ordering a, the cheapest table saw they had and I'm building a wood canoe in my garage. Um, and you know, it was, it was great. It's sort of a, a great sort of start stop project. You know, you can work on it for 15 minutes after work or an hour after work or, you could work on it eight hours on the weekend, you know, um, it lends itself really well to starting and stopping and just fell in love with the the process and the craft of, of building them. 
I've seen my dad bought a really old wooden boat and he turned it upside down and made a light for it out of in his man cave growing up. Oh, and it's cool. it's so cool looking. It's like a hundred year old wooden John boat. It's not a canoe. And oh, it's a awesome. big old wide boat. It's rotted out and he just preserved it and it looks so rad. And I will say a wooden boat is really a really cool looking thing, and that's kinda like a it is kind of a dream for a lot of people is to build something like that with your hands that you can then go go test out in the water. So, so how did that first canoe turn out for you? You know, it was uh, it was great, and I was hooked almost from the beginning. You know, in my old day job, you know, you, you sit there and you type for eight hours a day, for lack of a better term of what you're doing. You're just kind of typing and going to meetings or whatever. And then yeah, at the end of the day, you're like, what did I physically build? Or I can't see anything tangible that I accomplished. But the canoe really ignited that that passion for like, whoa, I can see like I added this extra couple pieces of wood. And then, you know, at the end, you have this canoe that yeah, I surprised myself. Uh, it's, it's not perfect, but it looked even better than I could have imagined. And, uh, you know, from, from day one, I was hooked. You go home and show a bunch of people a spreadsheet you worked on. That's not going to get the same attention as a canoe on top of your car. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like, whoa, you made this? Dang, that is so cool. <laughs> no, I get it, man. So, yeah, so when when did the idea, um, you know, because a lot of our listeners probably feel that same way. You know, we love our craft. We love our sport. We love our our activity that we do in the outdoors. But um, And we might even do something on the side that kind of like makes something for that activity like you with the canoe. When did that start to become more of a, I really want to kind of do this more than just a hobby here and there? When when did it say, when did you start to think and how did it look for you when you said, I, I want to take this to the next level? Yeah, so it's it's funny looking back. The, the day that I took the canoe out, I'm putting it in the water. And for the listeners that don't know, Austin is a huge mecca for stand-up paddleboarding. There's a waterway that runs right through the city and you know, on any given weekend, there's three or 400 people out paddleboarding at any given hour or time. It's just, you know, a little bit of a madhouse. Um, but on day one that I'm taking the canoe out to test it out, I'm, I'm out in the water and my wife snaps a picture on her iPhone of me and the canoe and all these people paddleboarding, pointing and looking at the, like pointing at the canoe saying, whoa, that's so cool. And right then on that first journey out on the water, I thought to myself, man, next I'm going to build a wood paddleboard. Um, and then it was just, it was a hobby. You know, I was like, oh, I just want to do that. Um, and so I set out to build a wood stand-up paddleboard. Uh, didn't have a how-to guide. And so the first iteration was just terrible. Um, <laughs> of but, the paddleboard. You know, it, was that more difficult than the canoe? It's just a different construction, different uh, a little bit different design and, uh, you know, just kind of figuring it out. And it, it, I, I say it's terrible. It was just heavy was a, the big, the big problem with it. So, you know, I didn't want to go down, uh, with the loss. And so of course I had to build another one that was a little bit better, um, just sort of a, as a personal challenge to myself and, you know, my, my neighbors and friends and stuff would see me working on it late at night and ask what I'm doing. And, and so, Hey, I'm building these wood paddle boards and, a neighbor walked by and, you know, asked if they could buy one and what the company name was. And right then I was like, well, it's Jarvis, <laughs> I, you know, cause I didn't have anything else. Um, and just slowly started thinking about maybe I can make this a company and, and just set out to do the, the really hard work necessary to make that happen. 
Yeah. And, and what did you say you were doing at the time as a day job? Uh, I was working in finance, um, specifically for a big asset manager that uh, basically trades uh, stocks and bonds um, all day and manages client assets, which is is great. I loved it. It's fun. Great clients, great coworkers, but um, it didn't check that box for me. That security and that, I don't know, that income and all that wasn't wasn't doing it for you. Um, you know, there, there are great perks about it. Don't get me wrong. Um, that security, the, the income, you know, it was great, but in some ways it kind of felt like you're in purgatory, you know, you like, you look at the guys and girls that are, you know, the next generation older than you that have been there for a while. And you're like, man, I don't, I don't want to be that guy. Like (laughs) I want to do something different, you know? Um, and so there was a little bit of, of push and, 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 incentive, you know, looking at that bigger long-term picture as well of like, all right, you know, when I'm, you know, 10, 15 years, 20 years from now, is this where I want to be? Do I want to be, you know, the, the fat guy driving the BMW, um, that's not necessarily fulfilled or do I want to take this risk and, and try to start this company and, um, you know, just flip the switch and see if it's possible. And it wasn't for me a, I'm going to quit my job and do this. It wasn't right away. It was very much a, a, a gradual process. So, you know, there, there were in the early days, the first version of our website, I'd go um, on my lunch break in the, in the company's parking garage and, and sit in my car, use the company's Wi-Fi and, and built the first iteration of the website. Um, so it was definitely a, you know, I was, I was burning the candle on both ends there for, for a while. Man, that sounds that is so fun though, you know, having that <laughs> on the side and going through your mind constantly and you know, I will say it's I've been all in for a while building a career out of out of scratch and it is it is really tough sometimes and it's really uh you know, with sleepless nights and and times that I'm like, dang, was this the right decision or is it the right decision? And I that gradual shift is a lot more doable for most people and also help helps it's really tough when you when you just if you were to just jump in this like cold turkey it's really hard to force something so new and so you know maybe new territory for you to provide a living it can be really disheartening really quickly to where you end up hating paddle boards (laughs) yeah yeah so, so what was that, that, how gradual was it for you? And, and what kind of, what were some of the bigger steps that helped you make the jump? Oh man, there were a lot. Um, and you know, what you said really resonates with it. It's, it's a, it's a hard deal. You know, people see the social media and the, the Instagram and Facebook, they see, you know, the interviews or like collaborations with other bigger brands and like, oh man, you got it made, but you, you hit the nail on the head. They don't see those sleep, sleepless nights when you're, you know, just trying to put it all together and, and keep everybody happy and employees and all that stuff um, to sort of grow the thing into to what you know that it can be. Um, so there was about a year long period, maybe 18 months or so um, when when I, I sort of did both things. And in the early days, it, it was a hobby, very much in my mind, it was a hobby. And then started thinking, all right, this is going to be maybe a hobby business, you know, I can make a little bit of money to buy tools on the side and do some traveling. And then finally got the courage to tell my wife that I want to do this. And, um, you know, she was supportive, which was, was great. And it really, you know, I was working 
long, long hours in the day job, long hours at the shop. You know, I got the website up and running, so I was even taking lunch breaks and going to my shop in my suit and working on boards during my lunch break. And I knew it was a breaking point when I went back, excuse me, I went back to the office one day and my admin, she's like, dude, you have sawdust all over your suit. (laughs) (laughs) That's some dedication right there. And I was like, all right, it's, it's time. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That is too funny, man. I've never, I don't even own a suit and I I can't even, I mean, to see, to walk past like an open garage and see someone sanding down a paddleboard in a suit would be just the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Well, I think I'd taken it off, but like, I don't know. I had some like dust in my hair or something. I I don't know. I I mean, I'm sure I looked ridiculous. I'm sure that is is too awesome though. What a, what, what a two completely different worlds to kind of, to kind of, you know, stand between. So, so yeah, so you, 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 Decided to take the jump. You said your wife was uh, supportive. Yeah, she's been supportive. Um, you know, to to add to the excitement, uh, we had a, a kid along the way, a newborn. Um, uh, so Ooh, that you congratulations. know, congratulations. Yeah, how long ago was that? That was uh, five years ago. So okay. all of this is happening at about the same time. You know, we're we're, we're quitting the job and um, you know having a kid and all that good stuff. So it was uh, it adds a pressure. That's for sure. <laughs> My my old boss, he hit the nail on the head uh, when I told him that that I was having a kid. He said, "Congratulations, your life is over," and he meant it in the <laughs> most positive way possible. I mean, congratulations because it is super exciting and fun and all that good stuff. But the life that you knew is is a little bit over, but it's replaced with an even richer, fuller life. I think. Um, so yeah, <laughs> have fun. That's with exciting. It. That's exciting. Yeah, I definitely wasn't too stoked because it's like the oh no, this this who I wanted to be is now in jeopardy. Yeah. But as it gets closer, I'm like, man, this is, I like your priorities change and you want them to change. And I'm yep. excited to see what this will be. And I didn't foresee that. Let's put it that way. So yeah, yeah. it's good. Yeah, totally. But man, so, so how has that changed things? You know that? Cause that's like you said, life's totally different. Did that ever cause you to question whether you should go this direction still with, the responsibility of a, of a child? Um, yes. And yeah, I mean, I, I said early on, I'm like, all right, let's do this for a year. And if it doesn't sort of pan out, I can always go back to selling mutual funds, you know, a year in. Um, and so let's at least like, I owe it to myself to at least try, you know, I know we can survive a year. Um, and so that, that it, it adds to the pressure. It makes you, work harder. It gives you a, a stronger why, if you will. Um, mm. You know, in all honesty, if I hadn't quit the day job, I probably wouldn't be making paddle boards on the side. I would have, you know, given it up and said, this is too difficult. Um, right. But there's some, there's something to just sort of, uh, you know, standing on the edge, if you will, that, that you have to do it, um, that, that forces you to, to keep going and keep growing and keep getting better and all that. Wow, man. And what did the people around you beside your wife think when you said you wanted to take this to the next level? You know, she was supportive. Um, uh, my parents, you know, they had a business growing up, so they, they were supportive. 
Um, you know, my dad asked me a lot of times, are you sure you want to do this? Um, right. You know, because he, he had lived that hard road and, you know, maintained a successful business for 30 plus years. And, you know, he knows what it takes. Um, I think a lot of friends around me were, were saying, you know, you guys are, are crazy. But at the end of the day, you know, you know, we're, we're not rich by any stretch of the imagination. But if you look at the level of risk that we have relative to our forefathers, the people that came before us that really struggled. I mean, we, we have a much bigger safety net than, than we probably give ourselves credit for. Um, and so that's why I said, you know, I, I, let's just give it a year. Worst case scenario, I can go back to, you know, selling mutual funds. Um, and so went for it. <laughs> are you happy with that decision so far? Uh, there are some days where it's like, oh, even still where it's like, oh, man, what is going on? Um but in general, yeah, I mean, I have I have grown tremendously as a person. Um, you know, it's forced me to learn all sorts of skill sets that I didn't know were there in terms of manufacturing of the physical product and how do you get that to scale while maintaining the the craft nature and the the strong customer service and how do you go about building websites and social media, all these different things that I would not have learned um, had I not taken the leap. Uh, you know, it's, it's been really rewarding. I, I like to say, I feel like I'm, I'm using my whole brain, if you will, as opposed to just sort of phoning it in my old day job. Athletic Brewing is pioneering non-alcoholic craft beer. Yeah, I said non-alcoholic craft beer. And there's a number of reasons you might want to do that. Whether you're training for an event, which a lot of our listeners are, or, you know, if, you, if you're babysitting and don't want to be drunk in case something happens. I mean, stuff happens, but you still want to sit down and enjoy the game and have a beer. This is an incredible option for a full-flavored, full-bodied beer. Each can is only 50 to 70 calories. With IPA, golden ales, stouts, and tons of seasonal offerings, Athletic Brewing is a great option if you want that craft brewery taste. Uh, but not deal with the effects of alcohol itself. Uh, if you'd like to save 15% on your first order, go to athleticbrewing.com and use the code ADVENTURE at checkout. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally feel you on that. I, I will say my, my, my stepdad came and visited um, us out here in Denver last week for work. He was out here on a work job and his position, man, he's got just like a billion perks and he's always telling me like, Hey, you know, like we, there, we always need more people. And, yeah. oh my God, it's starting to get more and more tempting the longer <laughs> I do this. <laughs> Cause it's like, Oh my gosh. You think it's going to, you think you're going to just like, I'm going to make paddle boards and it's going to yeah. be awesome. And you realize Making paddle boards is like a microscopic piece of what I do now. It's oh, yeah. so much other things that go into making this a thing. And I know you know that. And it is, it's, you don't know it until you get into it. Like really, really know what that's like. Yeah, just like all the logistics and like, all right, we made the thing. Like, all right, how do you ship it to Singapore? How the heck do I get this delicate, <laughs> beautiful artwork? around the world yes yeah yeah exactly like all these things that you just don't even think of but you you somehow figure it out you know which is uh it's kind of cool and you get to meet interesting people and connect with interesting people and you know get uh 
you know, unique opportunities that you would not have been afforded had you not taken that leap. And, you know, we've really been fortunate with the, with receiving some positive press from Texas Monthly, which is a big publication down here and Washington Post and, a, you know, a couple other uh, really big online publications as well. And, you know, it's, it's been a, a fun ride. Uh, definitely. I really encourage people. We're going to put everything in the show notes to how, how to find out more about you, but I encourage people to, to look at pictures of these cause they're <laughs> absolutely stunning. Uh, when did you, did, did you experiment with designs and stuff early on and then just kind of, let people kind of dictate as far as what they wanted and you'd make it or, or how did that work and how are your woodworking skills going into this? Yeah. So it, it, one of the, the coolest and most rewarding things, you know, I mentioned some of the bigger press pieces that, that we've uh, received, but the coolest part about building the boards and, and, and running the business and being at the stage that we are is being able to connect with the individual end customer you know, all of our boards that we sell or purchased online at, at JarvisBoards.com, direct to consumer. So we're not selling them to a Dick Sporting Goods and then Dick's is then selling them to the end customer or, you know, to a wholesaler and then, uh, you know, reselling it on. We get to meet and interact with individual customers, learn their stories, learn the motivations behind the board. And then if they choose a custom board, build that custom board based on their personality or, or, or whatever it is that, that they want. Um, and that without a doubt is kind of the coolest thing of these. You know, I feel like I have this extended family all around the world of people that we've built boards for. Where's the coolest place you've ever seen one of your boards? Um, ever seen one. That's tough. I mean, we've, or, or like seen yourself tagged or something and said, wow, that's, that's a Jarvis board. Yeah. There's a, um, there's a, uh, a, a, it was like this luxury uh, real estate development in Norway that they bought uh, some of our boards that they wanted, like wooden boards as part of the amenities for this luxury, like real estate development project. And so they literally filmed this commercial in Norway that had our boards featured in it. And part of it is just like, what is happening? This is wild, you know, um, all the way from Texas, we've shipped these wooden boards all the way up there and, yeah, so that that was that was pretty trippy for sure. Wow, so you do the range of like, you know, you make boards and certain designs and then you do custom stuff as well. Yeah, yeah, so early on, you know, the plan was to just build sort of my designs and and wood boards, but people inevitably started asking, you know, it's my wife's uh retirement. Can you put her name on it? It's our 40th anniversary or I'm buying this for my daughter that's graduating from college or whatever it is. And so we started to pick up on that and said, all right, we need to offer this as a thing and then formalize a, a way to capture that customer's intent and what they want. And then how do we translate that into a physical, you know, board um, that, you know, that, that we're building. One of the ones that we're, we're shipping out this week actually is pretty neat. Uh, I don't know when this is, is going to go on online and air, but um, we're building a board for uh, Drew Brees, the, the NFL quarterback, um, in conjunction with Purdue University's 150th year anniversary. And that's been a really fun project to sort of, you know, add his kids' names and some of the things that are personal to him to it. Um, you know, so that's that's been pretty neat for sure. Dude, that is so, that is so neat. I mean, yeah. I, mean I have to say there, there if you want, yeah, obviously paddleboarding's huge. We have a few, and we love to go out here on on the very few lakes that are in Colorado. But 
man, these are absolutely stunning. And if you can have one that's custom and you feature Texas a lot, of course, and man, Texas, if Texans love one thing, they love Texas. Yeah. And anything with Texas logos or symbols, it's, it's, they're beautiful. They're absolutely stunning. So I can't imagine how with the people who do have the ability to, to purchase something so customized, it's really going to take off in that market. I, I would assume because they're, they, it's like art on the wall. I see one hanging above a dining room table right now and it looks like it, it was built there with the house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, one, one of the things that, um, uh, is crazy. Um, I totally lost my train of thought where I was going with that. Uh, oh, I know what I was going to say. One of the things that's that's crazy, you know, is is seeing the you know the designs that, of what people choose to put on the boards, um, and I'm, it's sort of going full circle now. With we've been building these designs, we've been you know building these customized boards, but now we want to get to that sort of grassroots customer that is maybe where I was five years ago when I'm in my garage by myself wanting to build a paddleboard there's not a lot of great how-to infrastructure out there in the way of like kits or plans or books or any of that stuff and so that's one of the big pushes that we're doing now is creating out all that infrastructure so that people can build their own boards that maybe don't have the 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 funds or don't want to spend as much on a board that we build maybe they want to build one themselves as a father-son project or you know father-grandson project you know, we, we hope to be able to equip that builder to build their own board as well. Um, and that's one of the things that, that we're really excited about, um, you know, making a big push into the future. When are those going to be available? Um, so some of that is available now. Uh, we have the wood internal frame kits available now. Um, we're going to be adding complete kits. So essentially you press the buy button and everything will be shipped to you. But we're still working out all the logistics around that. That's going to be available later this summer. Um, and we'll do a big, big push around that as well. So I, I, that obviously is, is cheaper to, to have them build it themselves. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it definitely saves on labor costs. And, you know, if you have that skill set, um, I think it's, it's just as much, if not more fun. Yeah. That's a great idea. Holy cow. <laughs> I mean, you just, I think I see one of those, uh, internal frame kits on your Instagram right now and yeah, yeah you can easily just ship those and with instructions and just make it what a cool project to be able yeah. to build and especially if you have ways for people to put their own decals and stuff on it or um you know just just to know that yeah like you said father and son or father daughter or mother daughter or whatever yeah yeah to totally. do this together oh my gosh i would i would love to do it with my kids honestly well <laughs> yeah he yeah. ain't gonna remember right now i gotta need to wait a couple years but yeah <laughs> give, you know it, yeah, give, it, give <laughs> it two years oh <laughs> uh, and, and, and yeah you, you guys will be, be offering even more by that point that's uh yeah that's a really cool idea what an interesting concept because i i don't know very few people we've had another company on here <laughs> a few weeks ago called monkey bars and they do like uh workout equipment and they they teach you if you don't want to buy them they'll tell you how to do it for like a fifth of the cost at your local hardware store to get all the parts and they just leave the video on their website of how to make them for super cheap they don't get any money for that and i just think man there's some cool concepts out there cool companies and people that just are doing things for the right reasons and this is this definitely seems like one of those things letting people build their own 
I really hope it takes off. You know, I get a lot of personal satisfaction out of building things. And I, if I can be the Johnny Appleseed of sort of spreading that, um, if you will, that, that, that would be extremely satisfying to me to equip people to be able to build their own products. Um, you know, it just opens it up to a, a larger demographic, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. Speaking of that, you, um, you are a minority in the outdoor industry. Would you mind sharing any, you know, unique challenges that you faced or, or is that something that's prevalent in your business day to day or like, you know, how does that affect things for you? It, uh, it's, it's interesting. Um, you know, the, the outdoor industry as a whole tends to be, uh, fairly homogeneous, if you will, or not, not very diverse. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. I go to outdoor retailer every year and yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Like, there's a black guy right there. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah exactly. It's, it's it's pretty rare. And and you know, there's a there's a million different reasons for that, and <clears throat> you know, none of which I I don't have all the answers, and none of them which I'm going to be able to solve. But you know, I think for me, just sort of physically being out there and being present and visible um, is a really strong motivation for me because I don't know who's sort of looking at me saying, "Hey, man, if that guy's doing it." Maybe I can do it so that the next generation um, really goes out and, and feels more comfortable and, and feels like it's less of a barrier and feels like, hey, man, that's that's something that black people do. You know, they go out and paddle or they go out and surf or whatever it is. And so that's that's a really strong motivation for me of just being physically out in the industry and, and present um, as much as possible to hopefully inspire somebody else that's thinking, you know, maybe I can or can't do this. They, they'll actually go for it and do it. <clears throat> um, as far as like unique challenges, uh, the, the outdoor industry, you know, I spent a bunch of time rock climbing back in college and, you know, I, I, I can't personally say I've had a, a bunch of blowback. No one's in the outdoor industry been uh, mean, or I can't say that I feel like I've been discriminated against, um, which is a, an, an absolute great thing. But, there are some maybe per, maybe these are, are personal things uh, for me to sort of get over. I remember when I first built the first version of my website, I'm like, you know, I don't know if I'm going to put my face on it because I don't know if anybody's going to buy a paddleboard from a black dude in Texas. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's just it's just yeah. it's just not the, the typical demographic. I, and and I don't know if people would consciously say I'm not going to buy from this guy or subconsciously, but. I know personally, I said, I'm not going to do it because I don't want that to be the reason that I'm not successful. Um, and so I kind of hit a little bit and, you know, I didn't feel right about that and flipped the switch and said, you know, let's, that's, that's not right. Let's put, and, and, um, you know, I'm glad to report that sales have sort of blossomed, uh, and continued to grow since then. Um, you know, another example of that, I went to, to surf expo, uh, with a, a good buddy of mine that I've traveled a bunch with, uh, his white dude. And, um, you know, it's, it's funny. It was day two. He goes, you know, you realize you're not only the only, uh, black guy in a booth here. I haven't seen another black guy at surf expo since we've been here period. Um, and it's just like, man, this is, this is a little sad, you know? Um, and I'm, I'm hoping, you know, when my kids 20, 30 years old, that won't be the case. Um, and that, that's a really strong motivation for me. Yeah, for sure. I mean, is that something you notice 
when you're at places or is that something someone kind of needs to point out to you? Um, yeah, some, some, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, um, it can be something that you notice. Um, again, at Surf Expo, it wasn't, uh, that anyone externally was making me feel in a certain way or, or said anything. Um, maybe it's my own sort of self-conscious insecurities being, being aware of that. Um, <clears throat> I would almost make it akin to, you know, for, for listeners out there that, that, that may not know what that feels like, you know, go to a foreign country. Well, this is probably a little too extreme, but if you're in a a foreign country, you don't speak the language, you're just going to be maybe a little bit more aware that, that you stand out a little bit, you know what I mean? And maybe a little bit more cognizant of how you're perceived. Um, and I think that's probably the, yeah, yeah. Wherever I'm going with that. Um, but anyway, I, you know, for, for me, that that's a, a, a very strong motivator of just being being present in the industry and, and um, you know, sort of hopefully giving inspiration and hope to others that, that may come that, that hey, you, you can do this. And it's, you know, it's a, it, you know, it's it's a cool thing that, that, that you can do. Man, that is that is awesome. Have, have you um, have you taken your woodworking and constantly improving woodworking skills into anything else? Um, I have not. Uh, it's, you know, the, the paddle boards keep us pretty, pretty busy. Um, <laughs> you know, especially going into the summer months and, um, you know, it's, it's really picked up steam for us and we've grown. Um, and so there's, there's not a lot of time to, to do other stuff other than that. Um, I did do, my uh my my dad and his uh, infinite wisdom got my then four year old uh, chickens for Christmas this year uh, baby chickens so uh, my kid and I built a um, a chicken coop so got to put the the woodworking skills to to uh, to work there and and got to pass a little bit along to my kid which was uh, a lot of fun for sure. This episode is also sponsored by CS Instant Coffee, 100% Arabica coffee with compostable packaging. And you can find them at csinstant.coffee and use Adventure at checkout for 20% off. But but no no uh, custom selling any of the chicken coops yet. Yeah, that is, chicken coop that, is, that is not on the horizon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they'd sell like hotcakes just like the paddle boards, but. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. That is awesome. Man. So, <laughs> so, you know, with, with running the business side, um, turning your passion, turning something you love with the outdoors into into a living, what what has been one of, what has been the most challenging thing that comes to mind with doing that? And then the second question is, what's been something that's been surprisingly easy when it comes to doing that? Um, probably the most challenging thing is balancing it all and finding the time. You know, building a business isn't a nine to five, you clock in, you clock out. You know, people email or Facebook message all times of the night. You're constantly, you know, designing new products, um, improving the tools that go into building the boards, conceiving new products, working on the website, all that. It's it's sort of all-consuming time-wise, right? Um, but then also 
having a kid that's you know zero to four during the same time horizon you don't want to miss those milestones so balancing that you know spending quality time with him making sure you're at first day of school all that all that good stuff that's that's critically important and, and make sure you're nurturing him um while trying to have a life yourself that's the most difficult part of like balancing everything both just like financially and time-wise because you don't want to take too much out of the business you want it to be able to continue to grow um, but you also have to sort of take care of yourself and family and all that at the same time so that's without a doubt the most difficult part um, the easiest uh, and I won't say it's necessarily easy but you know I, I'm sitting in my uh, I have an office in my house um, and I've hung up some of the magazines that we've been in um, and just looking around, you know, we were in Vanity Fair, Men's Journal, Texas Monthly twice, Austin Fit Magazine, the local paper, uh, two of the three local news stations. Um, and, you know, that like, and that was just last year. Um, I'm surprised at the level of press we've received, uh, which has been awesome. And without it, I don't know if, if we would have survived because it's been a, a great marketing and growth engine for us. So that, that to me has been su- surprisingly easy. You know, that's funny with, with our business, it's press, press comes a little easier and it feels, uh, feels like it legitimizes things like, Oh yeah, we're in, we're in a magazine, man. We made it. We're making it. <laughs> we're, yeah, no, totally. <laughs> That's too funny. It just feels proud. It's something you can share with people. It's something that people will continue seeing. And uh, yeah, no, I totally, I totally get that. That is really cool. And and the fact yeah. that they're so, um, they're so easy to look at. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm sure Instagram does really well for you guys because they're just very visually appealing products and art essentially yeah functional yeah, yeah. art and that's awesome so so do you do you still have your original canoe i do yeah it um i'm sad to report it does not get much love um i think <laughs> i honestly think we paddled it twice last year um <laughs> you know because we, we'll go out on paddle boards or or, or surf or something else um the canoe it's uh but but yeah still have it that's all you got to hang on to that thing Hanging up yeah, in the shop yeah, or something at some point. So this is what started definitely. it all. Exactly. So, so before we go, I have another question. Uh, I, I saw, I will say, um, I saw a picture of Bill Walton holding one of your boards. And I really want him on the show. He's a big, uh, he likes to bike. And yeah. he just a, seems like a really rad guy. I've been wanting to get him. He's an NBA legend for folks, if you don't know. Played for the Lakers for years. He's really cool dude. Uh, how the heck did he get a board in one of your boards in his hands? So a little, little bit crazy. We, um, the Maui gym, uh, invitational basketball tournament in, uh, Maui, Hawaii, obviously. Oh yeah. Big, big, um, big, big tournament. Um, we built a pair of boards, uh, that you, you can see them on our, on our blog, but we built a pair of boards using, uh, some special woods and we, laser cut and inlaid all of the team logos in wood on the board. So like Xavier has a big X with like the thing around it and Gonzaga, all these different teams, really intricate, really uh, detailed boards that we built for the Maui uh, gym invitational to raise funds for the Maui food bank. Um, 
and this is you know fate would have it with like it being a small business like logistics around scheduling uh the boards to get out there in time didn't pan out so i personally ended up flying out there with them oh my gosh <laughs> taking them on a plane it, taking them on a plane all three on a plane <laughs> taking them all three on a plane and <laughs> and it, it's it's funny so i was looking it just all came together last minute i'm like well i need to get a van to like transport them out there if you've ever been to maui maui's not a big city in hawaii wow. so that it was like everything was booked up and so I booked, I literally flew in the day before the tournament with these boards, uh, booked a camper van that you like camp in and drove from the airport to Maui and like camped out in the van the night before the photo shoot with like ESPN and Bill Walton and Jay Billis and stuff. And so, you know, literally I, I stroll out of the van with these boards that they end up selling for like $15,000 a piece. And spent the day talking to those guys from ESPN and, and filming and all that stuff. And I'll say Bill Walton and Jay Billis, uh, both of those dudes, Bill Walton in particular, he's just a super down to earth, really funny, genuinely interested in my story guy. Um, you know, I, I won't say that I can like text him or email. I don't have a, a personal connection or a hook to him or anything, but um, I can vouch and say that he was a, a super stand-up guy, and um, it, it was it was really fun engaging with him and talking with him. Oh yeah, he's a he's a character man, and I, <laughs> I bet I just I feel like I know enough about him. I bet he loved the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He um, he loved it, and both those guys like joked around, and you know he 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 thought I was a professional surfer, and uh, it, it was it was. Uh, yeah, it was it was an experience of a lifetime for sure. It was really fun. That's so cool, man. And just to know, I don't know, just that's so random, but that ties in so many cool aspects. Huge basketball tournament, going to Hawaii, yeah. beautiful, beautiful boards. Oh, and having the camper van to top it all off. How perfect, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I felt like, you know, such a dirtbag, you know, living in a True camper Hawaii, van. True Hawaii, though. True Maui <laughs> experience. It was awesome though. I got to wake up early and go surf and yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty, pretty wild. <laughs> Man, that is so neat. That is so neat. So what are, what's on the horizon for Jarvis boards and, and what is your, what are your hopes for the future? Um, you know, for me, we're going to continue to, to, to build the boards and, you know, that's a core part of our business. It's a lot of fun. Me personally, I love surfing. So we're going to push more into that, the surf realm of building wooden surfboards. Um, so that takes off. Um, but that's sort of the big push that I, that I see and where I'd like to take the brand is to making it even more accessible to a broader audience. You know, there's a lot of people that are going to say, wow, these things are so cool. But for whatever reason, they're never going to buy a $2,000 paddleboard. Maybe they don't have the space. Maybe they, you know, don't have $2,000 to spend on a paddleboard, but they love the story, <laughs> love the brand, and they want to be part of it. So we're, we're starting to add more merchandise around it, hats, shirts, all that good stuff that, you know, are really taking off. Um, and before too long, we'll probably be a bigger piece of the, the brand uh, than the boards themselves. So, you know, making a big push there. And then the kits that we're offering, and hopefully if all the stars align, being able to bring people a few times a year into our shop for like a four day weekend where we can build boards together. You know, you bring in four or five students or what have you, and 
you know, we all billboards. And so I think that's, that's on the horizon for the next, uh, next year or two. Oh yeah, man. Classes and yeah, um, just how to's and yeah. And then I, I really hope it takes off cause you know, you're, 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 they're custom, they're handmade. Um, not, not all of them are custom, but they're all, you know, pieces of art. And so you will pay a little bit higher price, but man, I'm looking at your prices and it's for a paddleboard. It's not outrageous. Like it's not, it's super competitive, you know? Yeah. Fair. Yeah. And so I was, I bought us some paddle boards and I, I, I've, I've seen much, much higher prices on something I wouldn't want near as much as one of yours. Um, yeah. but so that, that's kind of cool that you've still been able to keep it. Um, anyone looking at paddle boards, that's not going to be crazy numbers. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that's what I like to, you know, like to hear. And, and, you know, we try hard for obviously something that's made in the States we're paying higher labor costs and Austin doesn't have the cheapest rent. Um, so we try our best to keep the price, uh, within the realm of, of what's feasible. Um, but you know, it's, uh, it's definitely a premium product and, um, and, you know, we, we stand behind and are proud of, of what we're making. And so we just, we're not going to be the, the we're not going to build the, the, the most paddle boards in any given year, but that's not our aim. It's to, to really build the highest quality ones we can and engage with and get to know our customers and, and build a brand around them. So awesome. And, and, and as we close, what's a piece of advice you have for somebody who is sitting at your desk selling mutual funds? and they have a project on the side and they, they don't know what they, what should do. What, what do you tell them? You know, I, no one when they're eight years old says, man, I can't wait till I get old enough so I can sell mutual funds. They all want to do something cool, like not knocking mutual funds, but like they all want to do something, something cool. You can right? get excited about, you know, if, if mutual funds get you excited, shoot, you, somebody's got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I think, you know, for the guy that's that's in the in the day job or guy or girl that's in the day job, you know, I think a lot of people sort of forget to, you know, what their dreams are, forget um, what they want to do. Uh, and and I say, you know, if you've forgotten that dream, sort of open your eyes and start looking around and, and see what it is. Maybe that hobby that you're doing, maybe it's not going to replace all your income, but maybe you start it and maybe it replace half of it and it blows up or whatever it is. So I think the biggest thing is just open your eyes to the opportunity set that's out there. And yes, it's going to be hard work and yes, it's going to be sleepless nights and difficult and all that. But I think you kind of owe yourself to, to at least try, um, even if it's a, a hobby or weekends, you know, when I first started, it was, a I, I didn't give up a whole lot. I just stopped watching TV. And that time I was watching TV, I said, I'm going to work on the business, um, which wasn't a big sort of give up. And then as it snowballed, sort of went from there. So I think that's the biggest advice is just flip that switch and, and start trying to find that passion project if you don't have it. And if you do find it or when you do find it, sort of step on the throttle and go for it. Man, that I love that you said that and that you said um, you gave up TV because, you know, looking at it now it probably wasn't much of a sacrifice to 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 give back a show to have what you have yeah. now <laughs> and, totally. and something the the previous host always told me when it came to like pushing this show forward he said and i love it it says 15 minutes a day man can move mountains if you do something for 15 minutes a day every day it it be, can become pretty substantial pretty quickly so whether yeah. that's just 
working out. I mean, how many workouts are 15 minutes that can really make a difference? How many things can you do that are so short amount of time? But like, I mean, I scroll on it. I'll sit on the toilet and scroll on Instagram for like half an hour if I'm not careful. <laughs> and I'm like, dang, that, that could have been like 10 emails that get more sponsorships. And, and I'm sitting here wasting my time yep. and everything else. <laughs> and I'm just like, what did I do? I, I looked at like 400 memes. <laughs> like this yeah, did nothing yeah. for me. <laughs> Dude, you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> oh, man, I know it. I, unfortunately, I think that's uh, pretty prevalent today is just, keeping just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and i i catch my wife sometimes i'll be sitting there scrolling through and then i get aggravated with myself so i shut it off and be like get off your phone and i'm sitting here (laughs) i've been on there for 40 minutes (laughs) (laughs) exactly (laughs) oh man if we can learn to not get sucked into that you know, you'd have an, a paddleboarding empire by now. Oh, know? for sure, <laughs> for sure. But wow, <laughs> man! Well, that is so. That is such good. Uh, such good advice. Good, just insight. Awesome story. And Tony, man, we wish you the best here at Adventure Sports Podcast, and super proud of of what you've built so far. You should be very proud of yourself. And I, and I hope your parents came around and said, "Nice job, son." Oh yeah, they're stoked. <laughs> cool, cool. Well, I mean, I, I could, I can't imagine not being because that's, it, it's working, it's doing it. You're doing it. It, it went yep. from an idea in your head to now it's in reality, and now they're across the world. Like it's happening. It's yeah, a journey, and yeah. it's a journey. So, well, man, thank you for the encouragement. Thanks for sharing your story. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Perfect. All right, take care. Yes, sir. All right, see ya. Later. Well, first of all, thank you so much for listening to this episode. It really means the world to us that you want to spend your time with us. If you'd like to help us further, please just leave us a review on iTunes, share us on social media, tell your friends about us. You can become a patron, a supporter of the show for $5 a month at patreon.com slash adventure sports podcast. And if you know somebody that would make a good guest, reach out. We're always looking for good adventure and outdoor stories. And lastly, thank you to our sponsors whose messages follow right now. Athletic Brewing makes the best non-alcoholic craft beer. Go to their website at athleticbrewing.com and use the code in our show notes to save 15% on your first order. After all this adventure talk, if you're needing some gear yourself, but you need some advice before buying, Go to BackpackTribe.com where you can ask questions to the owners who have experience with all the gear as well as all of it for sale right there on their website.